World Cup soccer several years ago, Adidas had a slogan, you gotta get all in. And that term comes from the Aztecs. It's on the Aztec calendar. And it says it's moving forward with all your heart. When a great storm or great earthquake was about to shake the earth, the ancient Aztecs would scream, you got to get all in. You got to move forward with all your heart. We got a few storms raging right now. We got a few earthquakes going on. We want to keep that vision. Do you live in a perfect world? Yeah, we do live in a perfect world. It's the only world that I know. And as Gandhi said, I must, we must be the change we wish to see in the world. And so in times like these, leaders move forward with all their heart. They jump in and they move forward with all their heart. Again, all in. A storm is about to shake the earth. The Aztecs would say, let's move right now with all your heart. We have a quote here by Dorothea Brandt. And we're going to start with this and we're going to end with it. And she says this, all that is necessary to break the spell of inertia and frustration is this, act as if it were impossible to fail. And then she described this, that is the talisman, the formula, the command of right about face, which turns us from success to failure. So we're going to start with those eight words today. And we're going to end with those eight words. Do you see those? All that is necessary to break the spell is this. Act. Right there in the middle. Act as if it were impossible to fail. Now, here's where we're going to go today on this Zoom call. And it's so fun to see my friends here at Reliable. We're going to talk about four things. I will act now. Expanding our comfort zones. I'm going to go there first purposeful action, and then acting as if it were possible to fail. We're going to end where we started. All right, let's jump into this. And I see Celeste is here with us this morning. I see Tammy Quick is here. Delicia, my friends are here. Phyllis is here. Jeff, Gracie, I can see you all. This is so fun. And don't be afraid to click on the chat. Greg is still on his Caribbean vacation. He's out there making it happen. If you have a question or a thought as we talk, just chime in. We talked there a little bit about expanding our comfort zones. One of my mentors was Jim Newman. He wrote a book called Release Your Breaks. It's an older book written in the 70s. You might want to get that. Release your breaks and just think about that. I've been to Jim's no longer alive. But he influenced Stephen Covey, he influenced Jack Canfield, he influenced a lot of the thought leaders today with this concept of a comfort zone, that everything that we want that's meaningful or significant, it's right at the edge of our comfort zone. And so I want you to think right now, what's your comfort zone? Because we have comfort zones, we have comfort clothes, we have comfort foods. I remember going in the 80s when we started Franklin to Hawaii and discovering what they called jams, 
they were men's capri pants, but they had floral prints on them. Greg is wearing some right now, but he won't stand up. And I thought they were the coolest thing. And I'd mow my lawn in these capris. And Sherry would just hide her head. Like, oh no, he's wearing those comfort clothes. Some of you might have those comfort clothes on right now. We wear them because they're comfortable. They, they might not look the best. I decided to wear a tie this morning. I decided to really dress up and get out of my comfort zone just a little bit. Whoever invented a tie? Whose idea was this? That when you eat, your tie goes in your food? I don't know what, what a tie is, but I have it on. Comfort food. Let me ask you this. And, and come in on the chat room. I want to see your chats here. Whose food? Now, we don't do a lot of potluck dinners or lunches right now. But generally, when you go to a potluck dinner, whose food do you eat? at a potluck dinner. Anybody want to put that in on the chat? Whose food? Or you want to raise your hand and tell me whose food you eat at a potluck dinner? Anybody want to share that with me? Tammy, quick, Sherry. Let's, let's get Tammy unmuted um, because... She needs to unmute herself. And Tammy, unmute yourself too on your end. And if you unmute yourself, then we are. Did that work? There you go. Tammy, whose food do you eat? Grandma's. <laughs> Always grandma's. <laughs> you eat grandma's food. You don't eat oh, the yeah. neighbors. You don't eat the coworkers. Why do you eat grandma's food? Um, it's the best. <laughs> you heard her. She said it's grandma. What is grandma's food is the best. What kind of food does she make? Oh, well, she can make anything, but when we have potluck, she usually brings like the potato salad and the cookies and some sort of casserole that is delicious. And Ooh, see, we're getting hungry, potato salad, yeah. casserole. Now, what you didn't hear under Tammy's breath, I said, why? so why would you eat your own food or somebody from your family or grandma's food? Why do you eat that? Because you don't want to die. <laughs> that's why you eat that food because you don't know whose hands are prepared the other food you don't know if they use grandma's cleaning supplies to get all ready <laughs> we we go to the most comfortable place and last week i talked about jumping out of an airplane and leaving my comfort zone and acting as if it were impossible to fail then we can get into ruts there is a road in the midwest you come upon it and it's got a big sign in the spring, about this time of year, maybe just a little bit earlier, and it says, there are ruts ahead. They go for several miles. Choose your rut carefully. You'll be in it for a very long time. Now, just think of that. So you decide which one you're going to take. There might be two or three paths. A comfort zone is a rut everything that we want. It takes no effort to fall into a comfort zone. It takes a lot of effort to expand and stretch and go beyond our comfort zone. So just remember that everything that we want that's meaningful or significant, it's at the edge of our comfort zone. And in times like this, when you're a leader, you get out of your comfort zone and you, you stand for what is right and you do things Think of Genshai, what we started with. Genshai means to never treat another person in a manner that would make them feel small. We need more Genshai in the world today. And one way to do it 
is to act now. I'm gonna put one thing right in front of me. When we say act now, sometimes you hear this term, oh, if I could, I could do that tomorrow. The word procrastination, pro is forward in Latin and crastinus is tomorrow. So a lot of times we just move things forward all the time. You know, I'll get really active on that tomorrow. I'll make that decision tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Well, if I could do it tomorrow, do it today. If I can do it today, do it right now. Fab, would you, would you just maybe consider that thought, write that down? If I can do it tomorrow, why not do it today? And if I can do it today, do it right now. And I'd love to see your chats on that. Um, by the way, Andrew Williams said, I try all the food. Kate says, I eat my own. Phyllis says, I eat my own. Susie says, I eat my own. Delicia says, typically my own. And those that I know. See, that's the comfort zone. Now, do we put off today what we can do tomorrow? Do you know that runs contrary? to the laws of nature, the great philosopher, the man of letters, Johann Goethe from Germany said, nature knows no pause in progress and development and attacks, attaches her curse on all inaction. So sometimes we're not quite sure what to do. And when we make a decision not to do something, decedrate decision is to cut off. When you decide I'm going to do something, you're cutting off all the other options. And so today on this experience, I want you to think, what would my life be like if I acted as if it were impossible to fail? What would I do? What would I say? How would I act? And the next time you think, well, I'm going to go big and do something big. And then that little voice says, well, who are you to do this? And you hear me say, if I don't do this, somebody's going to. So why not me? Just act as if it were impossible to fail. I have a mentor, Harvey McKay. Harvey McKay wrote, swim with the sharks without being eaten alive. Phenomenal. Um, as an 80th birthday party in Las Vegas three or four years ago, Elton John performing at one of the venues for his party. One day I was thinking about Harvey and I thought, I'm going to just pick up the phone and call him. I had his cell number, but then I think, well, Harvey McKay, he's the number one New York Times bestselling author. He runs this envelope company in Minnesota. Does Harvey really want me? To? And I thought of those eight words, act as if it were impossible to fail. And I was in my car. I still remember where I was going. I was actually going fly fishing. And I called him and he picked up. And he said, Kevin, I'm sitting here with my team. We were just thinking about you. Now, what if I hadn't picked up the phone and I was able to get into a mentor mastermind with Harvey with several other amazing individuals and it was so influential. But sometimes this goofy thinking, we think, well, who am I to do this? I'm not going to do it. Keith John said, you only live once. Keith, this is wisdom. <clears throat> you only live once, try it all. 
And so it's okay to jump in and act as if it were impossible to fail. I'm going to share with you one of my favorite quotes ever by Ogmandino. And you know I'm a fan of Ogmandino, Greatest Salesman in the World would be one of my top 10 or 20 books. When we think of fear, that acronym F-E-A-R, think of false emotions or false evidence appearing real. That's often what fear is. We fear something, we often fear the things that we can't see. And that's why visualization is so important. When I'm working with an Olympic athlete, when they can visualize that perfect routine, that perfect experience, then they just go out and they bring the present into what they've already seen. They're kind of out into the future and they see it. But sometimes we fear the things that we can't see. And Eleanor Roosevelt said that most of the things that I fear, they never happen. So why did I fear them in the first place? Confucius, the great Chinese philosopher said, wherever you go, go with all your heart. So this third section is the purposeful action. Purposeful action will always prevail over passive inaction. We may not get it right every time, but we do our best. I have a saying when I'm writing, perfect is great, done is better. You're writing a book about words. You want every word to count. It took me four years to write Aspire. That's a long time. Finally had to put those words across from my writing desk. Perfect is great, but done is better. Just get it done sometimes. And that helped me get that book done. It could have taken several more years. When Stephen Covey was working on the forward, I said, Stephen, I, I, he, will you start this forward? I've got a couple more chapters. We're at chapter 11. He said, two more chapters. You're going to have a book with 13 chapters. You think that's a lucky number? He said, you're done. He saved me from myself. 11 chapters is perfect. He did seven habits. We did 11 chapters. Putting off today... I said it earlier, what we can do tomorrow runs contrary to nature. Here's what Ogmandino wrote in The Greatest Salesman in the World. And there are some, I think, some of the greatest thoughts ever penned together. My procrastination, remember what procrastination means. It means to put off to tomorrow. The pro is for the crastiness is tomorrow. So you move forward what you could do today, tomorrow. My procrastination, which has held me back, was born of fear. And now I recognize this secret mind from the depths of all courageous hearts. I must always act without hesitation. And the flutters in my heart will vanish. Now I know that action reduces the lion of terror to an act of equanimity. Boy, that's beautiful writing, to reduce the lion of terror to an act of equanimity. I wasn't in that kind of fear, but there was self-doubt when I went to call Harvey McKay. But I just thought of those eight words because Dorothea Brandt, was a frustrated writer during the Great Depression when there weren't a lot of women writers. She had unfinished manuscripts. She had articles. She had books that weren't finished. 
And then somewhere, somehow, she found eight words that changed her life. And the one key to this call is, is acting as if it were impossible to fail. Use those eight words. If you don't hear anything from today, if you don't teach anything to anybody about this call, but just eight words, act as if it is impossible to fail, it'll be a life changer. Now, I've got something for someone who can give me an example. You can chat about this and experience in your life where you weren't quite sure. And you had that goofy thinking, should I really do this? Is this the best use of my time? And you did it anyway. Somebody want to share? Wow, Delicia put it there, the, my procrastination. I don't know if did you look that up, Delicia, but let's go to her. And because she put that up, I know that action reduces the line of terror. I'll, I will walk where the failure fears to walk. Delicia, are you familiar with that? No. Quote, or did you just look it up online? I just looked it up because I couldn't write fast enough. So, <laughs> and as you were saying it, it was just really speaking a lot. So I wanted to make sure that I had it down accurately and just thought to share it in case somebody else um, appreciated what was being said as well. Let's talk about this. Have you ever walked? Where failure fears to walk? Delicia, yeah. I bet you have. <laughs> what, what, what was that like? Can, can you think of an experience in your life? Because I don't know if I dare walk, but I'm going to walk anyway. Well, I, I could tell you. So I don't, um, I don't like roller coasters or anything like that. And so, you know, when you have children, they want to do things. And so. <laughs> you had one of your children with you earlier in that seat right there. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to put on the brave face and, and, and face it and do it. And, and I've had to do that with both of my kids. Um, sometimes I've made it all the way through. And, and there are times when I can definitely tell you, I'm like, no, please stop the ride. I need to get off. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely, um, and, and it's like you said, even, even like flying, I didn't want to fly, you know, on a plane because of, you know, again, you're not in control. Um, and, you know, you think about the what ifs, you know, but I, I had to, you know, get myself together. I had people around me that was like, hey, you're not at this alone. So, you know, I had to just do it. And now it's just like, okay, I get on and say my prayers and know that, hey, I, I can do this and God is with me and whatever is supposed to happen will be. And so far I've been getting to all my destinations and returning home fine. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Who is your little one that's with you? Not so little, what's your, what's, what's the name? This is my son, Aiden, he's 10 years old. and um i just told him he's he's learning to play the ukulele and just thought that this would be um a a, a good um uh, a good day for him to sit in on for some inspiration aiden i'm glad you joined us i've got a new friend this morning i have a new 10 year old friend i've got a new grandson right there aiden awesome <laughs> nothing i have a, I have an 11 year old grandson named miles and that's the best age i love that age and Aiden, one thing I would tell you, as we get older, I don't know, when we're six, seven, eight, nine, 
everything's possible. But sometimes when we get to our teen years and peer pressure comes in and other people say, well, do you really think you can do that? Why do you think you can do that? Sometimes we start to worry about what other people think. And Aiden, just be who you are. Just be authentic to who you are. Play that ukulele. Maybe next week, maybe when we do the inspire version at the end, you could be playing the ukulele to inspire. But I'm not going to put pressure on you like that. But we can do that. Kylie, Kylie just smiled. I want to, let's open up Kylie's mic. Kylie, have you ever jumped in and done something that just scared you to the core, but you did it anyway? And it had a good experience. If you had a bad experience, don't share it. That'll ruin this whole experience today. It's Kylie's birthday. And Kylie, the nice thing about calling on you today, it's your 20th birthday, I hear. Is it your birthday today? A little older than 20, but yeah. Oh, my goodness. We got to say happy birthday when this oh, is over. How did I know? If we... All of our girls are named with S's for Sherry. So we have a summer season star, Shawan. And Shawan means beautiful Indian princess. She's in a room next door to her internship with 3M. It really doesn't mean beautiful Indian princess, but we told her that because it's such a unique name. So Kylie, happy birthday today. Every person is an unrepeatable miracle. That was never truer than the day that you were born. So what's happened with you when you said, I don't know if I dare do this, but you did it anyway. Um, I would say the biggest thing was taking on my role at Reliable. I used to be a hairdresser and I left that to come be on the team. So that was a big deal. She used to be my hairdresser. <laughs> and so I'd go in, it would happen really quick. She'd put a little lotion on my head, I'd pay her 30 bucks and roll out of there. I would be a good, wouldn't that be a good client for you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, there's no chance. <laughs> so when you said, okay, I'm going to go from being a hairdresser, which is really important, to working for a very innovative, very all-in kind of company, you kind of had your doubts. How long ago was that? Um, it's been two years. Um, two years now, I think. So what if you hadn't acted as if it were impossible to fail? What if you had decided, I'm just going to stay in my comfort zone. This is safe. I'm okay here. I don't need to rock the boat. I think my life would be different. Yeah. Your, diet, your life would be significantly yeah. different. And uh, boy, a lot of people on here, happy birthday, Kylie from Delicia. Um, we just, uh, you just got a shout out from us. Happy birthday. <laughs> Um, to you. That's awesome to hear. Andrew Williams. Andrew, I don't see your face on him. Maybe we can open up, but he said this. He said, when I went to get my sergeant rank, there he is. There's Andrew. I love going to the warehouse. I love seeing Andrew. I love what you're doing to help those that serve our country. You put here, getting my sergeant, I thought I would fail soldiers. What does that mean, Andrew? Because sometimes when we go up in life, that can be a little intimidating. And we will think, well, who am I to do this? Well, who are you not to do this? What do you mean by that, Andrew? Well, you're right. It, it does take on a lot more responsibility when, you're, when you have 
other soldiers underneath you. And you never know, like, I have ADHD and um, PTSD. So it's, you'd never know how you're going to react when you're talking to that soldier about his issue when you have issues of your own. But I put my issues aside, I've learned to put my issues aside and help my soldiers instead of worrying about myself. And that's one of the things I was always worried about was I was going to fail that soldier when he needed my help the most. Boy, we just heard a principle of truth about getting into action when we're a little uncertain, when we may not have the confidence, the densest faith CON is with, is we just do it for somebody else. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for somebody else. It's like that I-beam story. Would you go across that I-beam to get your child? Yes. You do it for somebody else. And we act, we don't even think about it. So when you want to get into action, say, how can I contribute? How can I serve somebody else? And when it's not about you and it's about somebody else and it's mutually beneficial, it helps us. And Andrew, I love that. Delicia just said, I love that comment and uh, I love what you represent, Andrew, and I'm so grateful for your service and for you serving those that serve us. And I don't know about the ADHD and everything that we're labeled with. I'm a pretty creative person. And I could have been labeled in high school and college um, as attention deficit disorder. I think sometimes people that might be labeled a certain way are highly intelligent and highly creative and have a lot of ideas going around in their head. And so, um, I mean, post-traumatic stress syndrome is a real thing and people go through it in all walks of life. But I think you're a creative person. I think you're a bright person. That's why you get a lot of ideas coming into your mind. Today on this call, um, I see Dave Ferroni, my friend, Dave. Um, I don't know if Dave wants to comment on acting now. Dave, we don't need to get into all the details on the email you sent me. If you don't join in, it's okay. But he sent me an email several weeks ago and took a lot of courage. And that email, um, I'm thinking today, wow. Dave shared with me, uh, without hesitation, some things and he walks where failure fears to walk. And I wanna just congratulate you, Dave, for living into these principles, for being all in, and for doing things that, uh, that maybe at one point in your life you thought you could never do. Um, marrying the girl that you married with a father-in-law that was like, eh, I don't know if that's gonna be the best thing, and you acted as if it were impossible to fail. Dave, you wanna say anything? To that, or are you good with that? He's not, he's, he's unmuted. It's okay. He's muted right now, but uh, just want to honor you, brother, uh, for doing that. Phyllis, we haven't heard from you today. It, we, it's been, we haven't heard from you or Celeste. Have you ever had an experience, either of you, where your legs, I'm gonna ask you, Celeste and Greg, were your legs that flutter in your heart? I don't know if I can do this, but you did it anyway. What happened, Phyllis? 
Um, when I was um, joining the accounting team at Reliable, I've been at four desks at Reliable. I started at the receptionist desk and every year or two I would move desk. And, um, but the accounting desk was very challenging and um, I didn't think I could do it. Mm. And I had, um, I have a really sweet Christian, wonderful neighbor next door. And she said, you can, you can. And, and I wrote it down and put it on a post-it note and I put it on my desk. And every time I thought I got fearful and anxious, I would look at that and I said, Angie's praying for me. And she says, you can. Wow. Wow, I can feel that emotion. I can feel those truth bumps, those goosebumps coming through. You can do all things through, mm -hmm. right? Yes. A focus on others. And that yes. will strengthen you. That will strengthen you. And I don't know if those are the words that she wrote, but they make a huge, huge difference, Phil. Thanks for sharing that. And Angie, thanks for being such a good friend. Because in our life, Sometimes that fire goes out or we don't quite see what we can do. And it takes that encounter with someone else to light that fire and to let us see what others don't see. So good for you, Phyllis. Thank you for sharing that. Celeste or Greg, I don't think I forgot about either of you. Either of you want to share a thought or you have had an experience like that? Looks like Greg's Greg's lips were moving, so let's let's we're gonna unmute him. Um, Greg, what do you what are you thinking there in the Caribbean? Well, so I was self-employed for twenty years. I was in the tree service business, and I worked for Norm in the wintertime doing snow plowing. And uh, when the housing market crashed it really took a big toll on my business because that's what I did. I cleared lots for new, uh, new developments, uh, houses and everything else. And uh, after that crash, it just, I was geared up for that specific type of work. And uh, Norm, Norm approached me and he says, hey, you know, how's things going? I said, man, it's really, really tough right now. You know, family support uh, at the time, uh, yeah, at the time I'd already had my uh, my three kids. I have I have triplets, so oh, that's wow. a, <laughs> so that that was a big uh, that was a big undertaking right there. And uh, uh, Norm and I we sat down and talked, and uh, next thing I know it, uh, well, let's see, it's been ten years now. I've been full time with Reliable and uh, uh, in the sales department. Wow, wow, triplets. What are the triplets' names, Greg? Do they start have, with a G? I, I close. I have Joshua, Nathan, and Alexis. Awesome. Awesome. Joshua, Nathan, Nathan and, and Alexis. Alexis. So they're identical paternal twins. Uh, they are not identical. I know. You can. <laughs> Although I had a lot of people say that when they were younger. Oh, they're triplets. Three. Wow. We, we have six children and we had the first one pretty easy. Second one, easy. Third one, it just changed everything. You had three all at once. Oh my goodness. 
you know, I think it was so much easier having three all at once instead of three different ages. You know what? Good for you, Greg. In fact, give your wife an early Mother's Day gift right now. My goodness. How, how old are the triplets now? Uh, they're a little over 21 right now. So Joshua's 21. How old is Alexis? Uh, she would be 21 also. And how old is Nathan? <laughs> the same. There's a pattern started to develop. That is awesome. Congratulations. Celeste, we haven't come to you, Celeste, and we haven't come to Patty. Patty, I'm looking at you for a thought. Patty's like, oh, no, he's looking at me. I can see the reflection off her glasses. Celeste, what are you thinking this morning? I'd have to go with the job at Reliable as well. I've been um, dispatching for 13 years, and then I was approached to do the lead dispatch job. Every event is fearful. You don't know if you're going to get enough people or if everyone's going to show up. So every event's a little scary. And yeah, I mean, it is. You are, you're snow fighters, right? I mean, it's like a firefighter. You're going in to help people. The lead dispatcher, did that stretch you? Did it expand you to yeah. do that? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Good for you doing that. And uh, um, that's awesome. Patty, Patty, what are you thinking this morning? But I love to look what's on your bookcase behind you. Look at that. She has five copies of Aspire. When we're out of the books, Gracie, just call Patty. She doesn't have any copies of Aspire on her bookshelf. Patty, what are you thinking this morning? Tell me, tell me what's going on in your mind. Well, each day is a restart button is how I see it. And we can always do more than we think we can. Um, while we encourage others and tell them, oh, yes, you can do it. Sometimes we look at ourselves and say, oh, I can't do it, but we can do it. Um, and we just have to go through and get it done. Wow. Can I just build on that? Patty, that's the best. You just said today's a reset. We have the gift of choice. You get to choose. Do you want to focus on the path of the past? You can choose that. Or you can choose a new beginning. When that sun comes up, it's a brand new beginning. And you can focus on the opportunity of the precious present and the potential of the future. We can look backwards or we can be present. And being present and acting as if it's impossible to fail, we start to plant seeds that will give us a harvest to give us that potential in the future. And Patty, you just said it, and you just said we're better with Ikara. We can do more than we think we can. That's from the founder of the Leadville Trail 100, Ken Clover. You're better than you think you are, you do more than you think you can. I'm bringing him to our Genshaw retreat in January. Norma Judy will meet him, maybe some of you that come out will meet him, but we are so much better than we think we are. Anybody else have a thought before we bring this home and come back to eight words that you haven't heard yet. Those eight words are acting as if it's impossible to fail. It's kind of like the triplets. We got the twins. We're starting with something. We're ending with something. Anybody else have a thought that you might want to share um, as we jump into this? Hey, Jake, Sherry, let's go to Jake. Um, Jake, what are you thinking? 
um, this morning on our seventh, I think you've been on each one of these seventh of eight training sessions here in this this experience. What are you thinking this morning, Jake? Well, after having quadruple bypass three three weeks ago, I guess my reset button was then. Wow. Quadruple bypass, bypass surgery. You are like a good Jake. You're a walking miracle. Well, I walk three miles a day now. Good for you. And so now with that, think of that. Think, Jake, how now your health is just come full circle. And there are people genetically that have a, a bypass surgery. You could be doing all the right things, and it happens. But you're right. saying, I don't think I want to do that again. You're looking at your loved ones. You're going into that bag of whys. Why would I walk? Why would you walk three miles Every day, you should be convalescing, Jake. You should be laying down. You should be getting smoothies and applesauce fed to you. Why are you doing what for? that? You have to get healthy. You have to be strong. And, and uh, the doctors recommend I walk as much as I want. So that's what I'm doing. Three miles a day. You're my hero today, Jake. That takes a lot of um, fortitude, a lot of focus. And there's, I'm sure... There's more than one reason why you're doing that. Are you sure I have, I have nine grandkids that I want to see grow up. There you go. Those are the whys. You reach into that bag. She so said, I'm not sure I want to act. She said, well, why? Why not? And you think of those grandchildren. How many grandchildren do you have, Jake? Nine. Nine? You did say that. Nine grandchildren. What ages? From the oldest to the youngest. 16 to 23. Wow. Wow. And they want to be, what do they call you? What's your name? Are you? Well, I have several. What Grampy, name? Poppy, uh, Grandpa, you name it. <laughs> Does Poppy melt your heart when you hear Poppy? Why, sure. They all do. There you go. So, if you want to focus on the opportunity of the present and the potential of the future, like Jake, I want to be with those 23 to 16 year old, my nine. I didn't hear nine. I said, I thought you said mine grandchildren, but your nine grandchildren. For Jake, it's really important that he acts every day as if it's impossible to fail. I'm going to check in with you in a few months, Jake, and see how you're, you're doing and congratulate you. Kevin, I was a follower of Stephen Covey through the 90s Oh, with my business. And ha he helped me dra dramatically going through the 90s with my business. Thank you. I, that, um, I, I honor him. I love him. I revere him. You know, it's one thing to teach the seven habits. It's another thing to live them. And he did. He lived right. them. Right. Perfect. No, but he lived them. And he changed a lot of lives and I seldom speak without thinking about the influence that he's had on me. So I don't, when I share his name, I'm not trying to toss a name, but when you were with him, you were the most important person. He was present. He looked at you. He didn't look around in a room for a bigger, better who's coming by. He understood that we seek to understand before we seek to be, to be understood. And he talked about begin with the end in mind. So when it's time to act, act because you see what's going to happen 
down the road. Thanks for your inspiration, Jake. Keep walking. You're welcome. Keep doing it. Well, let's bring us home, Gracie. Um, I would I would encourage you to take one principle from today and teach it to somebody else. Because when you teach something, you learn it twice. And to teach is to show. So take somebody you love. It's like Delicia with Aiden. He's right there. Aiden can teach somebody else in the family. He can do that. Teach it to somebody else and it will connect. Let me share one final thought because it's just eight words. I said, we'll start with it, we'll end with it. Would you teach these eight words to someone when you're in doubt, just act as if it were impossible to fail. That's the second side of a two-sided coin. Last week, we talked about passion, being willing to act, being willing to suffer for what you love, being able to sacrifice for what you love. And passion is, is that vision of beginning with the end in mind and all in is the action. Purposeful action will always prevail over passive inaction. I can't wait until next week. By the way, we're already ready for next week. We're going to talk about Inspire. You have that on your guidebook if you printed that out. We're going to be talking next week about a garment of praise and choosing to inspire or expire, breathing life into the spirit of others, and leaving others better for having met you. You left me better today. Thank you for your time. Thank you to all the reliable team. This is my honor and privilege. One of my favorite things to do as we get to the middle of the week. Should we open our mics and just do a little happy birthday for Kylie? What is, I wonder if Alexa, let's let me see. Six guys at Pinecrest. Dustin, there's three guys at fucking Pinecrest. Why do you keep pulling this? We're going to, let's unmute everybody. And Alexa, will you sing happy birthday? Play happy birthday. Okay, let's do this. Alexa, stop. Okay. <laughs> Alexa. Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding right now. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Alexa doesn't understand. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Boy, I don't know if we're going to go to Alexa again. Happy birthday, Kylie. That was one animated happy birthday song. I hope you're surrounded by people that you love, that love you, and that you remember. There's nobody like you. You're an unrepeatable miracle. You have gifts that are uniquely yours. So open those and serve others with them. Thanks for your time today. May you have the best day of your life. We'll see you so next week. Take care. Thank you.